Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a new edition of Phillies Today. I know we're like, look, I do the show Mondays and Thursdays, so I couldn't do it yesterday. So no, I did not get to do the clincher episode, but this is more or less... The day after clincher show, whatever. Like the day after, day after. Uh, Phillies clinch the wild card spot. Um, I think they clinched the one seed. I think they did. Either way, they're going to have it. They're going to have the one seed uh, by the end of the season here. So it doesn't matter. But the Phillies get their uh, 89th victory on the season. I was just reminded by John Johnson just a couple of hours ago. Uh, shout out to John for reminding me. I had 88 wins in my prediction. So they, I feel like I was in the right ballpark. But, you know, they still have a couple of games left here uh, tonight against Pittsburgh to close out the series. And then uh, a couple of more uh, to close out the season against the Mets. And I'll actually be at the game on the 30th on Saturday. So excited to see my playoff team. Uh, with my buddy who's a Mets fan. So, you know, I'm going to be rubbing it in his face uh, all weekend. My first time up at City this weekend. I am excited about that. They do have a, a, a halfway uh, decent-looking ballpark there. But no, no, obviously nothing's like the bank. But uh, excited to go see a different ballpark to add to my arsenals of other ballparks I've been to. Um, so very excited for that. But the Phillies, 89-69. and 69. Um, and look to you know to to be solid here in the last couple of games uh, before you head into the playoffs. Um, you always like to head head in on a on a high note rather than um, you know kind of uh, not playing well to end the season. But Phillies aren't doing that. The Phillies are playing great um, as they get a seven to six win over the Pirates, and they do take uh, the first two games of this series over Pittsburgh. But like I said, you're really not playing for anything at this point besides uh, nothing. D-backs 84 and 74, um, two ga- or a couple of games, uh, or they're in the second spot there. That's Phillies could potentially play. Looks like it might be Arizona, um, Chicago, and Miami, both at 82 and 76. There, Miami uh, split the doubleheader with the Mets yesterday, um, and the Cubs, I believe, lost. Cubs lost, I believe, last night um, to the Braves. Yeah, they lost in the walk off. So, uh, Cubs lose on a walk off. Uh, to Atlanta as Ronald Acuna Jr., 40-70. That guy's MVP. Um, and Cincinnati is one and a half back uh, of the last spot. And San Diego, still not out of it. Three and a half back. Who knows? 
Um, but San Diego, I mean, they, there's there's so many things that could happen yesterday for San Diego to not make the playoffs, and none of them happened. Um, I think they needed the Cubs to lose. They needed uh, Arizona to lose, I believe, or and they needed to. You know, they needed a like there was there was somehow San Diego is still in this. Um, but so today's show, pretty simple. Um, I'll get to my key moments recap uh, of last night, uh, give you my game takeaways. Then, most importantly, uh, I want to talk about which team uh, out of the teams I just mentioned uh, in the wildcard race, which team would be the best matchup for the Fightins heading into the wildcard round. We know they would face the Braves. Um, in this in the divisional round, but who would be the best matchup for the Phils in the wild card round? Who would be the worst matchup? I'll mention that too, and I'll talk about who I think they're actually going to face. So those three things, um, talking about matchups in the wild card round for the Phils, uh, as we're just a week away. Um, I definitely want to head. I, I've never been to a Phillies playoff game. I know it's crazy. I've never been to a Phillies playoff game. I'm definitely. I, I got to go to the wild card round. I'm definitely trying to go at least one game, for sure. So. Um, then we'll get to uh, around the league. We'll look at some of the scores and standings. Um, that'll give you some this day in Philly's history. Haven't done that in a while. So we'll do some of that. So looking at the key moments, recap from yesterday. So Phil's mount another comeback uh, yesterday as the uh, they were down 5 nothing at one point. I'm going to try to keep this short. Um, so top of the first, uh, the, the Pirates score three runs uh, on a few RBIs from Key Brian Hayes, Connor Joe, uh, and Henry Davis. Top of the third, more uh, scoring from Pittsburgh. It's Henry Davis, another couple of RBIs, uh, two RBI single to bring in Key Brian Hayes and Connor Joe. Bottom of the fourth, though, Phils do uh, start the comeback. Rodolfo Castro, uh, as he gets to start at third, uh, would ground out. Brandon Marsh would score 5-1 uh, Pittsburgh. Garrett Stubbs later in this inning, literally, goes yard. Garrett Stubbs' first run, home run since last August. Three-run homer, 5-4 Pittsburgh. Top of the fifth, though, Pirates would get one back. Jack Sawinski, RBI triple. Connor Joe would score 6-4 Pirates. Bottom of the fifth. And this is where the Phils would tie it up. Edmundo Sosa, bottom to left. Chris Pache, RBI single, brings home Bryce Harper to score. Six all. And then bottom of the seventh. Bryce Harper, solo missile out to the bullpen. 7-6 Phils. Phils would take this game uh, by a score of 7-6 as Gregory Soto would get Henry Davis to strike out. Um, so Phils will win this game 7-6. Uh, 44th comeback of the year. It's insane to think about that. Now, it's a good and a bad thing, and we'll we'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, first, cu- first takeaway from this game: Ranger Suarez um, does not have a good outing. Um, like I said before, he gives up. Uh, you know, what was it six earned? I think yes, he gives up six earned um, to the Pirates in the first. Um, I, he went. Four and two thirds. So he literally gave up all the runs to the Pirates. Four and two thirds, um, uh, nine hits, six earned, two walks, four strikeouts. Easily his worst outing since coming back uh, from injury early this month. Uh, he does not have a great start. But I'm not worried about Ranger. I think the biggest thing that that we all feel Ranger Suarez is that we're pretty confident headed with him heading into the postseason. Um, it's not like he's one to. Uh, to 
you know, have a couple of bad outings and then absolutely just falter after that. It's, you know, he's not like one of these guys where like Craig Kimbrell, I know he's a, he's a relief pitcher, but we're not feeling too great about him right now just because of his inconsistencies the last couple of years of his career. Um, he's been inconsistent this year, even though he was an all-star at one point. Um, he has been dominant, um, you know, in certain, you know, certain stretches. But, but Ranger Suarez, though, um, you know, I'm not worried about Ranger. Not worried. He's your number three right now, for sure. He's your number three heading into the playoffs. I think that's pretty evident. I like Christopher Sanchez and what he's done, but I think Ranger's experience probably gives him the edge over Christopher Sanchez. So Ranger right now our number three. Second takeaway, like I said uh, before, another comeback. 44th comeback of the year. That's a lot. 44 out of 89 of their wins have been comebacks. It's crazy to think. That's almost literally half of their almost literally half of their uh, wins. It's insane to think about, but 44th comeback of the year. Um, I don't love this team to you know come back in all these games, but I think the biggest thing is it's going to be helpful for the postseason because this team knows that when it's down, they're not out. If they're down, what? They're, I mean, I know it's the Pirates, but they were down six runs in this game. I don't care who which team it is. Um, if they're down six runs in this game, which they uh, literally were at one point. No, they were down five. Um, they were literally down five runs in this game, but they don't get out. It's 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 like it, I know Padres fans feel the complete opposite, even though they did get an extra inning win last night. Um, the Padre, Padres fans, you know, Padres get down or they're down in, a, in big moments, even if it's a close game, like you don't feel good about them. The Phillies, you feel good about the Phillies. The game one, you get the, the walk-off with Rojas uh, to bring home Pache to win that game. You feel good uh, in that situation. Last night, uh, even though they were down five nothing, like you're not surprised that they come back and win this game seven to six. So I think it's important heading into the postseason because um, these type of wins will, and it's been all season long. It hasn't just been for like a couple of days or a month or whatever. It's been all season long. Um, so I think it's very helpful. Um, and Bryce Harper. I mean, it's always Bryce Harper. Hits that homer uh, there in the. Um, in the seventh inning to win the game. It's it's always Bryce. It's always Bryce. You thought he was gonna actually come back you thought he was gonna walk off and win the game the other night for the uh for the Pirates. Or you know, against the Pirates. Uh but he didn't, you know, Rojas did the job and all that. But it's, it seems like most of the time it's Bryce Harper. He's the man. Mr. Clutch. Um so uh and then last takeaway bullpen. Uh they were good in this game. Orion Kirkering his second uh, appearance, but uh, you know, threw well. His <laughs> threw to his sweeper, third slider, whatever it was. Uh, about not like literally, seventeen out of twenty pitches are sweeper. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's one of the was the best pitch in the minors this year. So I'll take it. Dylan Covey. Kobe's been good, good lately, man. You, you feel good about Kobe heading into the playoffs, um, even though he hasn't overall had a great MLB career, but you feel good. You see maybe why the Phils uh, like him. Uh, Gregory Soto closes it out. He's had an eh year. Um, but Sir Anthony uh, it goes to one and a third, one walk, couple of strikeouts. The biggest thing for me is that you want to feel confident about this bullpen heading into the postseason. And, you know, um, you know, over the last couple of months, there there have been certain situations where you know you felt good about Kimbrel as a closer earlier in the year, um, and then you haven't felt good about that. And I think that's why people are worried about uh, the bullpen heading into the postseason. And there are some concerns there, I, you know. But they figured it out in the postseason on the on you know on the literally on the run 
uh, or on the fly, excuse me, uh, last season. So we'll see. I, I just think it's important, um, even the last couple of games here, that we we feel good about the bullpen, even though these games don't mean a whole lot. Um, it's just it's momentum is important for the bullpen and. We'll see what they do come playoff time when, when it comes to the closer role. So those are my game takeaways. Ranger, not worried about Ranger. He's your number three. Another comeback uh, in the bullpen, important for uh, the bullpen to give uh, your topper, um, uh, Caleb Cotham, uh, and the fans, uh, just in general, uh, some confidence heading into the postseason. Those are my game takeaways from last night after a big comeback. Um which team? So let's get to which team would be the best matchup for the Phils in the wild card round. So you're looking at the race right now, right? We have Arizona 84 and 74. Um, we have the Cubs and Marlins literally tied for that last spot, 82 and 76. I guess I don't know how they do that. Um, the tiebreaker. I, I don't know if it's run differential because the Cubs plus 99 over the Mar- Marlins minus 58. It's insane. Um, or at the season series, I'm not sure who has that season series right now. I'll have to double check. Um, but then Cincinnati one and a half back in that spot, and then San Diego. But I don't. I don't think none of us. Any of us feel like San Diego is actually going to get that last spot. Um, so, for me, I, I think it comes down to it. For me, it came down to Cincinnati and Miami. And Cincinnati, I, I guess the Marlins, I would rather not face just because of their pitching, even though they wouldn't have Alcantara. Um, you know, you have guys like Braxton Garrett there um, and uh, Jesus Lazardo, who are who have been pretty good pitchers um, for the Marlins. Uh, I, I really look at C- just Cincinnati. Uh, they do have young, talented players and Hunter Green, um, who hasn't really been able to quite figure it out yet, but he's it's, you know he's early in his career. Um, Ellie De La Cruz, super young, talented guy, but has not been good since his hot first couple of weeks um, of his major league career. Cincinnati uh, is just the best matchup for the Phils. I, I mean, I don't know if they're going to get in. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a second, who I think is going to get in. Uh, but if Cincinnati were to get in and be the set, well, so it would be the second matchup, right? So I, I don't think it would be Cincinnati, but I'm just saying out of those four teams that I think can make the wild card, I think Cincinnati would be uh, and it would kind of be a little bit of a long shot, depending on you never know with baseball the last four last four games here. Cincinnati would easily be uh, my matchup that I would want to face, just because um, their starting pitching does not scare me at all. Andrew Abbott's been good this year, um, but their starting pitching does not scare me at all. Uh, their offense, you know, a few good bats there, but no one out the box there really scares me. You know, you have. Uh, Edwin Diaz's brother in the bullpen, and they have some. Uh, they have a decent bullpen, but outside of that, like I'm just not, the, the Reds, we would sweep with no with no problem. Um, so I'm not. I wouldn't be scared of the Reds. They're my. If they were to somehow get the second spot, I would love to face the Reds. Um, and then the worst matchup for me on the other end, it came down to Chicago and Arizona, but Chicago overall. I think when you look at their starting pitching options, like Arizona has Gallon and Kelly, and I think you know those two are great. But Chicago has Justin Steele, 
um, who is a Cy Young candidate this year. It's probably going to be Blake Snell, but he's been a candidate this year. Kyle Hendricks, who has postseason experience experience and has had a good career. Hendricks, I wouldn't. And then Stroman, too. Um, I think like they would be able to trot out those three in a three-game series. And Stroman has been awful in the second half. But, you know, Stroman has been an all-star in the past. An amazing first half uh, this year. And you never know with Marcus Stroman. You know, they, they could get a really good Marcus Stroman in the postseason. So um, that and the offense, Ian Happ, Swanson, Morrell, Bellinger, Suzuki, Wisdom, they have uh, you know some bats there in that lineup. So the Cubs overall, like, yeah, the Diamondbacks have some pieces. Gallon, uh, Kelly, uh, Corbin Carroll, Cattell Marte, Christian Walker. But the Cubs would scare me a little more. And, I mean, the Cubs are faltering, man. Cubs are faltering. But, you know, we'll see. The way this, this race has gone, you don't know. But this is going to be a last uh, – it's going to be an interesting last few days here um, looking at the National League wildcard race. So, yeah, I, I the, the best matchup for the Phils for me – Cincinnati um worst matchup the Cubs who do I think they're gonna face here looking at the last couple of days of the season I mean who does Arizona face next Arizona faces I don't think they face anybody crazy right because they're they're playing the White Sox right now and they've won the last couple of games they had the White Sox today and they have Houston but Houston's trying to vibe vibe for that last wild card spot there with uh you know they're in a battle with Seattle and Houston just won last night ah it's tough man it's tough I I mean I would say if I had to bet on it if I if I'm putting all my cards in the table the Cubs are faltering but I want to double check and see who the Cubs are facing here um, before, because I think it comes down to Chicago and Arizona. Um, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily trust the Marlins um, or the Cincinnati for sure. Um, I want to see who the Cubs are facing here to finish off uh, 2023 for them. It's going to be, you got it right here, Milwaukee. So I mean, Milwaukee's not really playing for anything though. So. I, I, I'm gonna go off down a limit. They're gonna say I'm gonna say the Cubs. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Cubs. The Phillies end up facing the Cubs. They're in the second round, even though the the, uh, the D-backs do have um, the advantage right now. I'm gonna say the Cubs. I'll just go on a limb and say the Cubs right now. Um, so. Worst matchup: Cubs. Who they could potentially face? Cubs. I think they would beat the Cubs in a three-game series, um, but I don't think it would be super easy. Even though I, yeah, I don't think it would be super easy. So I think they would would, have, would face the Cubs, but the Reds would be easily the best matchup for us, um, heading into hopefully the NLDS. So looking at uh, tonight's game, even though that doesn't once again mean anything necessarily, Zach Wheeler versus Luis Ortiz, Luis L Ortiz, because I think the yeah, uh, Luis L Ortiz, because there's other Luis Ortizes. Uh, in baseball. I think there's at least one other one. Um, so Zach Wheeler will come into this game with a 364 earned run average. Not worried about Wheeler, um, even if he has a bad start here heading into the postseason, but you want him to have a you know a halfway a decent start or solid start heading into the postseason just to, just to feel good, just to keep positive momentum going. Um, on the other end, Luis uh, Ortiz from the Pirates has an ERA of almost five on the year. An expected ERA of almost seven and a 558 FIP. Phil's uh, offense, you know, just want to stay consistent. 
three, it's momentum, uh, consistency heading into the postseason. Um, maybe we'll see Rodolfo Castro again, Jake Cave, somebody like that. Um, you know, some of the you know Garrett Stubbs uh, off the bench who hit a bomb last night. Um, you know, some of the guys that don't get a lot of starts throughout the season will be seeing them again tonight against Pittsburgh. Um, and then around the league, uh, looking at some of the scores from yesterday on Wednesday, Arizona, like I said, 3 nothing over the White Sox. Um, they got the win. Miami splits the doubleheader with the Mets. Uh, 11 to two and 11 to two Mets um, in the first game. I believe it was the first game, and then four to two Miami in the second game. Cleveland beats Cincinnati as Cincinnati is trying to stay up there in the wild card race. Three four three. Boston gets shut out by Tampa at home five nothing. Baltimore five one over Washington. Uh, the Yankees beat the Blue Jays at home six nothing. Atlanta, like I mentioned, the walk off in Atlanta six to five over the Cubs. Minnesota uh, in a close game six to four over Oakland in in, in Minnesota. Uh, Milwaukee over three to two over St. Louis. The game literally means nothing for either team at this point, I guess. Uh, the Dodgers eight to two in Colorado, uh, five nothing Texas over the Angels. Angels being at home there, and Houston, like I mentioned, eight to three over Seattle, and then San Diego keeping their playoff hopes alive, five to two. Uh, maybe mention a few uh, of the standings, maybe within the wild card for the American League. Um, Seattle now one and a half back of that last spot where Houston has the last spot uh, in the wild card. Toronto with the second spot, 87 and 71. Tampa Bay, 97 and 62 with that first spot. Um, Baltimore, uh, Texas, and Minnesota, your divisional leaders over there um, in the American League. So definitely um, a close. Um, uh, Seattle and Houston, definitely the uh, the matchup to watch there down the stretch, vying for that last wild card spot. So, uh, yeah, so those are some of the wild cards uh, standings there for the American League. Um, and then let's do a little bit of this day in Philly's history. I found a few good ones here. There was, there was actually a good amount, but I didn't want to uh, say all of them. But I wanted to find a few that I, I thought were very interesting. 1919, this day in Philly's history on September 28th of 1919. The shortest nine-inning game in Major League history. And this is from BroadenPatterson.com. I want to make sure I get this uh, website right. Um, but yeah, BroadenPatterson.com where you can find your this day in Philly's history every day. 1919, in the shortest nine-inning game in Major League history, the New York Giants, no, not the football Giants, baseball, beat the Phil 6-1 to in only 51 minutes. Giants managed 13 hits. Uh, one report attributed the speech or speed to groove pitching and first ball hitting. So there you go. Uh, oh, five. Let's fast forward literally almost 100 years, about 84 years later, right? I guess. Um, shortstop Jimmy Rollins, legendary Philly Jimmy Rollins, breaks the Phillies record by hitting in his 32nd straight game. Kind of remember this uh, as a kid. Rollins, I was like 10, 11 years old at the time. Rollins hit a single in the seventh inning to pass Ed Delante, who hit in 31 straight games in 1899, almost, uh, you know, 100 years later. Rollins hit a single in the seventh inning to pass Ed Delante. Um, the streak continued into the next season. I remember that. Uh, 2011. I think we all remember this to a certain extent, even though the Phillies weren't playing for a whole lot. 2011, Hunter Pence 
a bloop single in the 13th inning drives in the winning run as the Phils beat the Atlanta Braves. Uh, team we're looking to knock out in divisional series, but Phils knock Atlanta out of the wild card race. <coughs> Phils knock Atlanta out of the wild card race on the season's last day. That was our 102nd win of the season. New team record. Charlie Manuel picked up his own. Uh, 646 women's manager to move past Gene Much. I think that's how you say it, uh, for most wins in Phillies history. So that's going to do it for Phillies today. Um, they do have the number one seed in the wild card race. It's exciting. Expectations this time around, right? Last time we didn't have expectations. But I'll be back Monday uh, to, I guess, be previewing the playoffs. That's so exciting. I'm so excited, man. Uh, That's going to do it for me, Francisco Rojas. And I'll be back Monday to start the hunt to Red October. See you guys. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 